Hello and welcome to the MN Hockey Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the players and teams in the state of hockey. Dave, a little week hiatus. Yep. I was on vacation. Beautiful. Florida is, uh, it makes me regret Florida slash beach vacations. It makes me regret all the city vacations, all the stadiums I've wanted to go to, just all the grind that I've done in the past. And those people that are going to Tampa this week, I was in that area, Clearwater, St. Pete's area. They're having a great... Oof. Hockey might be second thing on their mind, mm-hmm. you know. And we've seen some of the tweets and the people that are down there covering the event that they're enjoying the weather, getting away from uh, our muck. Another wet, gray day in Minnesota? Another one. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm done. So it was like 83, 84 degrees consistently there throughout the day. Sunny. It's beautiful. We come back last Friday night to that gross snowstorm. It was just starting. Um, and the plane ride home was an absolute trip. I, I don't mind flying. I don't, mm. get, I don't get sickness. Uh, turbulence, I kind of like it. Shakes you a little bit. Lets you know you're alive. Don't mind it. I've never, no fear of flying, nothing. No, not, this didn't change it, but so we, we're in that storm. We're coming home, and it starts in the Midwest, so they're having to go around up towards like Green Bay and Circle for the landing. But on descent, uh, the storm's really, really shaking the plane. I mean, it was going earlier in the flight, but, I mean, there's some big drops, and, there's, and I'm with the wife and kids, and uh, one vomits. And I was like, oh, no. First thing you think about is all the smell. Then you're, like, embarrassed because it's just, like, vomit everywhere. So I'm taking stuff out of my backpack, throwing it back there just to kind of cover. She has this puke bag. I've never seen a puke bag actually person a puke in it. I know they've been used. Usually they're, they don't look that fresh, though, so it's wonder how often. It looks like they've been sitting in the seat in front of you for a little while. So we're trying to take care of her and... You know, and all of a sudden you start hearing other people opening their bags, kids crying. And then my other daughter let loose and puked all over the side of the, the plane. Right over the wheel. It was a bad... The guy next to me, who was already pounding drinks earlier in the flight, just looked at me and <laughs> gave me this look like it's like we're done. But so I'm like, it, it, you know, this is dual. It's not so bad. Um, then lightning struck the plane. Actually struck the plane. And that's where I was, I was, I was kind of like, well, I made, I made it far enough in life. <laughs> freaked, it freaked me out. Freaked out the whole plane, obviously. Um, yeah, more puke bags. I, I bring up, you, know, you can bring up in your, you know, the, the, like the flight indicator. It shows you all the stats and the numbers and everything. And it just left in flight. This all started, but I think it said like 18 minutes when my first daughter threw up. Um, 
And then the other daughter took us so like 12 minutes. I'm like, we can get through 12 more minutes. But then it's six minutes. And then they couldn't like, they couldn't land right away. So then it just got stuck at six minutes for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, get me off this. Anywho, we did land. Had to sit on the runway then because they had no spots for us, for us because all the planes weren't taken off. Everything was grounded. So, yeah, uh, uh, interesting ending to a great vacation where the Gulfs are going to be playing. A little Frozen Four, baby. Yep. How excited are you, Dave? You're a huge Gopher fan. Correct. It should be fun. Um, 20 Minnesotans on the Gophers, obviously our pride and joy. And they're taking on Boston. Mm-hmm. BU, the big BU. Uh, zero Minnesotans on the team, not interested. Fair enough. <laughs> Hope they get killed. Um, should be interesting. We'll talk a little bit about Frozen Four, uh, commitments, and of course, national team development program has been announced yep old news yesterday right mm-hmm. it's old news but six minnesota products we'll call potter a product right mm-hmm. um make the make the squad six players uh will move on and they're going to be hot commodities for the ushl draft coming up next month true so me let, let, let's dive into the list first all right so the six players that make it, Will Bell. Shattuck St. Mary's. Yep, 16U. Conrad Fondrick. Mount St. Charles. 15O, yep. Jacob Kvaznecka. Why is that a? Cullen Potter. Uh, not sure where Oh, come on. Boo. Dallas team or yeah, something? Yeah, Dallas Elite, 16U. Garrett Lindbergh. Moorhead. Macy O. Phillips. Vanilla. So any surprises on this list for you there, David? Not really. I guess, uh, what were the Minnesota products that didn't make it? And was there a surprise for you on that? Okay, the the, the six that didn't make it, Mason Moe, K.J. Sauer, Cooper Simpson, Sam Spihar, Mason West, Jacob Rombach, appalled that they didn't make it, all of them. Mm-hmm. There should be 12 Minnesotans on that team. No, I, I mean, if, if, the, if the lists were reversed, um, like a lot of it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any complaints. I mean, it would be a little bit odd not to have Fondrick and Potter, Phillips and the rest of them on there. But um, there would be, at this point, there's no, there's no real surprises. They're all so talented. I watched... Most uh, did I met one of the games I didn't watch of the camp. Um, Potter looked electric. He looked great mm-hmm. as he as he always does. Um, he was very slippery, very quick. Lindbergh looked good. Phillips looked. They they all played their part. So congratulations to them. To the so that it's kind of a lot of wins. In this situation. Yep. You got the, the six winners that made the team. And, of course, we don't know if others were offered a spot, declined. We don't know that in camp. I don't care to dig for it. Right. I'll just take the 
when when the team comes out, there's a lot of concern when points a team coming out. What's the speculation? People DMing other people, texting, trying to figure out. When it comes out, comes out. You know, um, I'm not really concerned about that. The six that didn't, I think, one in particular, well, a couple. Cooper Simpson back at Shakopee, if that's where he ends up. I always have to give this disclaimer just in case. Maybe it's just put that at the beginning, like we're assuming that they're going to, if they don't, that's just the way it goes. But Cooper Simpson, for what that could be at Shakopee, is outstanding. Yep. He looked good. Could have made the team, yes. Um, but him going back to Shakopee and the excitement it brings to high school hockey next year, and if he wants to stay another one, then you're talking Mr. Hockey. Like we've talked about before, not making that team, coming back to high school, slow your roll. Just take it easy. Yep. you Don't try to jump on the next bus out of town. Right. Um, enjoy yourself. It's such a short-lived process. Enjoy yourself. Uh, so Cooper, Cooper Simpson and Shakopee, that's definitely a win. They got what it takes to, to hit that next level. Yep. Um, but like we said, Mason Moe, back to Eden Prairie, huge win, obviously. Sauer, back to Andover, huge win, obviously. Um, Spihar, you'd assume he's going to be uh, back with the Sioux Falls Power, 16 years next year. But who knows? Um, Mason West, back at Edina. If everybody returns there, of course, that's going to, you know, I even have to say the rest. Uh, and Rombach would be interesting to see where his uh, career is going to go now yep. for the sixth domain. On the opposite end, so you got three high school players. You got Kvazneka out of Wyzetta, Lindbergh out of Moorhead, and Phillips out of Benild, all leaving vacancies. It's tough to see these guys go. For the other three, not as, I mean, Bell, well, we watch him quite a bit, but like Fondrick and Potter, don't get to watch you anyways. Right. <clears throat> um, but to watch those three leave and not to experience their their skill over the, especially at the high school level where it's such a great experience, um, is tough. But it opens up other opportunities. Yep. One in particular that I really like, for a, he's going to be replacing a player. Garrett Lindbergh makes the team leaving a huge hole on that Moorhead blue line. And that's depleted. They don't have a lot of points, a lot of games played coming back. So those guys, some from the JV and from that Bantam AA team, are going to step into key roles. But the key role, Brandon Mickelson. Yep. He's going to be the guy. And he's going to be the one that's going to take off. He has the skill to do it. He has a lot of success. Already has a state championship and a state championship runner-up. And then up front, that, well, him and the, the whole crew, we've talked about a bunch for the Bantam AA mm-hmm. team, could step up and be great for that Moorhead squad. What really stood out to me is his ability to carry the puck in the Bantam AA tourney at the end here. Uh, he was electric to watch. Yeah, yeah. He's gaining zones, breaking out of zones. 
uh, quick deliveries. Reading reading the play is probably one of his strongest suits, strongest skill sets. He he can lead the player. It's just so fluid. Everything just ticks when he's out there. Makes nice crisp passes. Contributes a ton offensively. But I think there's a lot more. There, the ceiling is a lot higher mm-hmm. for his offensive pro- productivity. So he's one. Now I believe he's going to be a sophomore, sophomore next year. If not, yeah, maybe, maybe he can't be a third year. <laughs> I did. I didn't check what what grade he is, and you know how that's kind of tough when they're in Bantams and a summer birthday. He's a summer birthday. Um, and if he is a sophomore, he's a youngest sophomore you could be. He's right on that June, July, August. Um, but he's going to be a one that, it, and it, especially if he stays with Moorhead, where he's going to be pretty household in the Minnesota hockey circle in the next few years. Yep. He's going to throw up a ton of points, play solid D. Moorhead was right now in that section where, with what they have coming up, should translate still, even though they've lost Lorilla and now Lindbergh. It's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. And they have and they have players coming up with that in the Peewees. It's just a loaded program. Yep. But Brandon Mickelson, that's the guy. That's that's the guy. And if I'm USHL. Of course, the draft's coming up, and we're going to talk more draft here in the coming weeks, so I won't talk too much about it. But he's high on my list. Even though he wasn't really mentioned among the group of going to national team development program, when no, you know, he's still high on the list, and I think he's definitely going to get picked in the phase one of the USHL draft. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, he'll get picked in phase two <laughs> <laughs> next year. Um but yeah, in with Benilde, of course, they have tons of defensemen that can step in and play, just from their JV alone that are more than capable. And of course, they have others coming in um, that can fill that role. I think as far as what player hurts the program the most, Phillips leaving Benilde is definitely the least mm-hmm. as far as impacting the program with Lindbergh probably being the most just because he's such a, such a great, Kvaznika too, but um, Phillips is a great player, but it's more on right now, his future, the potential. And they have some guys right in that program right now that are, that can step in and take his spot. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we've talked about it at games and, just through our chats of some of the different teams and how tough it's going to be to break in, especially if you're a defenseman, into their top four is where you want to be, but even into the top six of some of these teams out there. Um, I'm really thinking St. Thomas. If you're somebody that's a younger player, a defenseman there, or at Hill Murray, Benilde, so this opens up a spot. So I just love it that sometimes that these guys go play AAA because they think that's the right thing to do, um, or they go to the national team to 
development program. Uh, it opens up a spot, like we always talk about. Yep. Who's next? Let's let's do it. And then we'll see. But that's definitely one of my one of my picks. Um. Overall, the, yeah. Good camp, fun to watch. Uh, these guys, KJ Sauer, I didn't see him play any in any of it. I don't know if that's still an injury thing from from the state tournament. Uh, Spihar looked good. Mason West looked good, and he's high end. He'll, I think he he's really going to flourish these next few years. Got a great coach to get him there as well. And Rombach, like we talked about. So mm-hmm. congrats to those guys getting that experience and going out there. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch the, the six that made it for the national team development program this coming fall. Yep. Hopefully they do it. The opening game is still in St. Cloud. That's been the, kind of the way they've been going about it. Uh, any, any last thoughts on the national team? Anything shocking Any, on the overall roster? I don't know if you got to look at I I didn't see anything that stuck out. Like Maybe for our listeners who are not familiar with some of the players, who's a non-Minnesota player that really stood out to you that will become a household name that we haven't heard of yet? Um, do, you, do you want like non-obvious or do you want the... Maybe a, an obvious Cause, one. Because people that are familiar with, um, or in hockey circles, like they always hear the L.J. Mooney, uh, the Moore. Um, Mason Fleece, I mean, you get, you, we've watched him. I guess he's kind of an obvious one that will do really well. Uh, William Horcroft played for Little Caesars. Uh, he was pretty high end. Cole McKinney, he's a standout for Chicago Mission. They won the national championship as U14s. He's a, I mean, you can go down this. I'm looking at this. Yeah, it's outstanding. The whole thing. So. <laughs> and um, that's one thing with the national team. Uh, you're pretty much going to go division one sometimes you know the goalies are a little either late or don't but pretty much everyone on that team goes division one or is division one while they're playing which sort of leads to our next segment here what are some commitments that just happened what should we know about uh let me bring it up dave the intern didn't throw it on my my screen (laughs) <laughs> well, we can go over uh we'll go over some commitments and then a big transfer. Yes. To a beautiful school in St. Paul. Uh most recent, Bobby Cowan. Yep. Uh chooses St. Thomas. And I think it's an it's a great choice, obviously. And that's just not not saying because I'm a homer with him. Um but Great opportunity. He should be stepping on that ice for the opening game, possibly for St. Thomas at the new rink. Yep. 
Um, and he he showed what a player he is in the tournament. And yeah. then big thing with him is you've seen the progression. You know, every year, every level sort of increasing, and you want to see sort of that upward growth for a player. So great pickup. Great, great pickup for St. Thomas. And they're really adding not just names, but some major talent. Where other kids, parents, situations, and looking at schools for the future are looking at this. And he's a guy that you that other in circles you look at and like, well, Cowan's going to St. Thomas. So maybe it's huge because mm-hmm. you want to know who you could possibly. Now it also goes the opposite way when you're some of these big 10 schools where it's just like, Oh boy, where am I going to fit in a top six? Because this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy are there. I have to beat out this guy, this guy. I'm looking at a third foot. Um, it's really a, a, a deal with defensemen as well, but this is a name that not say puts them on the map, but definitely in the coming years, it's going to be the top-end talent going to St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Top-end. Um, they're not going to have to ask too many times for some of these players. No. And who wouldn't want to? If I was in a player's shoes, not right now because you can't play for the national championship, but if you know that you're going into a brand-new rink on a beautiful campus in a big city, but still a small school, with it all set up in front of you, it's I'm, it's no brainer. I've went to St. Thomas. I've been to many. I went to many colleges. I went to the U, mm-hmm. and the U will always be there. The right, they'll be there. They have a lot of. They've really made some nice improvements. Um. What if I'm in that choice and both those offers are sitting in front of me in a couple of years? Granted, the Big Ten. Taking that same time. I, it's too much. It's We'll see. Yeah, I'm just talking what I would. Mm-hmm. Life experience during some of your, you know, crucial years. Yeah, so congratulations to Bobby Cowan. That's huge. Awesome. Very excited to see that. Luke Lewandowski, Lake Superior State. Mm-hmm. Rosemont. Uh, Jake Sandriel, recently to Boston College. Gavin O'Connell switches up his commitment. He's going to Michigan State. Simon Hogue. This is a little bit older. This is actually before the tournament. I'm just doing recent ones. Uh, University of St. Thomas as well. Mm-hmm. And a big one, and that, we do talk a little bit about, but they are the local, them and the Gulfs. Um, Matthew Gleason, mm-hmm. transferring from Colorado College to St. Thomas. Nice, another nice piece yep. for St. Thomas to add up front. As it gets, you know, they showed added success this year. I think each year is going to be just that step up, step up. Um, last year, Gleason, 35 games played, four goals, six assists, 10 points. He had 16 points the year before in 28 games. Uh, captain of Creighton in 2020. Of course, he's in the Mr. Hockey running that year. 
be a nice addition yep. and a fresh start. And the portal's off the hook, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the portal, and everybody talks about the portal. But you know, every, everybody has an opinion on it. Usually on just like the uh, – everything's about switching schools, right, switching teams when someone's younger that really get people talking. You want a hot-button issue, just take one side or the other and, and let it out there. Um, with like, I don't know, for leaving high school early, if that's that, if that's that player's wish to do so, great. It, who cares? It's that mm-hmm. only, It's that individual. But you know, letting the association, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe they don't like it for numerous reasons. Playing high school hockey is great. Everybody that's done it knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great situation. But players don't want it. Yes. Um, and we've seen people fail and have success doing both. Yep. Um, and that and that's like the portal. I mean, it's no different. You go as a freshman. Maybe it's your first year out of the house. You go to a school. Maybe you start boozing it up, partying. You've always had that natural talent to get you through hockey. You have a tough year. You find yourself in the doghouse. Not playing as much. Yeah. Maybe the coaches, you know, express that they you're you're done, or you've received something like that. Conflict of of most people can't get along with each other. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. And a kid needs a new fresh start. You mean you only get one of these, right? Yep. So if that's that person's wish, I think the portal, I mean, it's kind of strange to think before. I mean, I'm a, you know, I've went, <laughs> I went to multiple colleges for multiple reasons. Right. Some financials, you know, some just missing well, the city. One so, thing that maybe we don't talk enough about when we talk about things, a lot of non-hockey factors come into this for, you know, Kids in general, so yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's a. No, no. Sometimes I. I like to be the outside looking in because people bring up good points on both both sides. Mm-hmm. But you could play devil's ad- advocate and look at the reverse as well. So, um, I th- I think it's a it's a good good situation. You could bring up, like we said, good and bad for it. Uh, success stories and not. Um, we were talking before we went on about Matt Castle at USC mm-hmm. not playing, um, being advised to not not go to pro day, do something else, being doubted. This is his own coaches, but and see him never play every day. But sometimes people's opinions get in the way of what they're actually seeing, right? You know, or that perception. You label somebody, and you can't get that label out of their out of your head, even though you could be watching a a, a decent product. Mm-hmm. Matt Castle believed in himself, had a good pro day, played sixteen years in the NFL, makes a boatload of money. Now on those beaches that I'm dreaming about all the time, <laughs> he's there. At age, well, I don't know how old Matt Castle is. What is he? Forty five, maybe forty eight. I don't know. He's young, right? Younger. I don't, well, you know what I mean, for retired? Yep. Um, 
So that's the deal. Golfs, right? Yep. You want to talk about them? Your hopes and dreams of the national championship? Uh, I think it'd be fun, but we'll see what happens. So tomorrow against BU, at this time, you know, you don't want to say flip a coin, but in these one-game winner goes to the finals, anything can happen. Um, Definitely going to need the first line to step it up. Uh, And close is going to have to be rock solid like he has been. Um, that was a doubt of mine early in the season, whether he could take a whole season and put it together, but yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, so the golfs this year, 28, nine and one, obviously a big t- 10 champion, uh, number one overall seed against Boston, who has zero Minnesotans. Did I mention that? Were the Gophers the big 10 champs during the season? Not the post. Uh, Boston University, or the five overall seed. Lane Hudson. <laughs> I've heard enough complaints about him over the last couple of weeks. But great player. Should be fun. They square off tomorrow. Quinnipiac and Michigan also face each other. Michigan has two Minnesotans. Jackson Hallam? Yep. Tell me. I got the easy one. (laughs) Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Okay. And Quinnipiac is tomorrow. Interns (laughs) off, fired after this one. So... It should be fun to watch. Um, and then for us, coming up next, maybe the high performance? High performance gets gets going. Um, USHL draft, WHL draft, of course, coming up. There's plenty. Uh, the big high performances yet is in St. Cloud. 14s, I believe, start on the uh, middle of June, like June 16th. 15s, I believe, are the week after. Mm-hmm. That, that's the big ones. That's where it gets narrowed down. That's the, for all the kids, that's the one you want to go to. It's narrowed down. It's the names that start, start getting tossed around. It's the names that scouts, well, a lot of other ones too, but it helps because you're going to get evaluated there. Your, na- your name's going to get all highlighted. You're going to be watched throughout the season, definitely if you're on that list. If you're not, of course, Play will dictate that. Plenty of good players that weren't on the 15 last year. Yep. So, yeah, it should be fun. Dave, anything else you want to you wanna gab about? Just the one last thing, interesting tidbit. Uh, Lee Smith, uh, former longtime head coach, Eden Prairie, now the director of hopper, hockey operations and head coach, for a Utah AAA team. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep, so we'll see if maybe that's a landing spot for uh, future Minnesota kids. I think they have a couple assistant coaches there, too, with Minnesota connections as well. So, Well, it's another option. It's another option. Um, 
It's interesting, Utah's stepping in as well. They probably get some of those California kids too as California continues to grow. Of course, there's that team that's the league. I haven't even checked into it as of late that's supposed to try to compete with like the USHL and WHL out there. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of good kids. There's, you know, there's, you know, obviously the, a lot of great NHL players from that area as well. Yeah. So it's there as far as the team that Lee Smith's taken. I mean, they could have instant success, right? You get some good recruiting. You get some good. Could be instant. No, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's t- it's got to be tough to try to run one of those programs mm-hmm. and to keep it successful. Uh, I mean, Shattuck can do it. No, just on they don't have to do anything. Just right. <laughs> we're Shattuck. You want to play? <laughs> um. As far as the league goes, like I said, I we'll have to check. We'll have to dive into that to see where their progress is on when they're supposed to start. But how do you start that? I think it'd be tough. I mean, the first, do you just go through some brutal years and hope that people will stick with it and get some? I mean, it's got to be like an NAHL situation, right? Where you might have some players get in there and be like, whoa, what did I get myself into? I'm beating cheeks out of here. What team wants me? Where's my USHL rights? Where's my, you know, do I have, maybe even WHL, who knows? But, anyways. That's all I got, Dave. I was on vacation, bro. (laughs) I was tapped out. I literally got back. I, Maybe a uh, lightning striking your plane is a call for you to reevaluate some of your life choices. <laughs> I think so. It might be. Anyway. Anyways, if you if you have the opportunity to hop on a plane and go down to Tampa and watch the do it, go enjoy the beaches. Jeez, unbelievable, David. Yep. Lightning, are you? (laughs) Do you need a janitor? I'll help you out. All right. Thanks for listening as always. See you.